I'm making it, man. I'm I'm been stressing lately over the CMT class I got starting. But again, uh, here we go that's, with this. That's par for the course. Come on, let's hear it. Do, can we get? Can we cue the violins, please? Well, like I said, it's <laughs> the world's smallest violins playing just for me. Oh no, no, no! Uh, I want you to hear no, them. So I want a, them to be big. I just, um, you know, it's uh, it's something new for me. Uh, I've, I've kind of worked out the uh, teaching a a hybrid class. You know where. Uh, where most of the of the classwork is done through online self study is uh, is uh, I think is is getting to be the way to go to teach EMS education. It's the new evolution uh, in EMS education. I'm just uh, I, it's just my first time doing it on a on a, uh, a full scale. So yeah, I'm sure. Uh, kind of worked out the worked out the kinks with some refreshers that we did, and we saw what did and did not work. Uh, and now we're going to put it put it to use in in probably four emt classes this year so i'm excited but i'm also jesus it's it's a whole lot of prep and, and work getting everything put in place yeah, getting interesting. The, so, the logistics done so think about it let's let, let me ask you this question so then from the standpoint of the instructor i know you talked about more work more preparation mm-hmm. why is that exactly i mean is it that it's a different mode for teaching is it that it's that yeah, I mean, what is it that's making it that much difficult when you say there's so much preparation? Well, when you're when you stand up in front of a classroom in a traditional classroom with a PowerPoint presentation and a laser pointer, you know, you're you're teaching to a captive audience, uh, and they're mainly they're passive listeners, uh, and that is effective for some, but not effective for everyone. And but the thing is, is uh, even though you're doing more actual speaking uh it's pretty easy to do you stand up you talk you know you got a, a an outline of what, what you're supposed to do right there on the powerpoint slides uh, and you just flesh them out right. you speak they listen um that's fairly straightforward but it's not the the best learning method for a great many people uh whereas on the other hand uh if you shift to a, a student-centered learning environment where where students focus on knowledge acquisition uh, at their own pace and in their own methods, uh, and then what you focus on is is knowledge integration in the classroom. Um, it seems like uh, at first blush to be less work, but it's not. There's a lot more structure to it because you have to you have to encompass uh, a number of different learning styles and 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 know how to integrate all that kind of stuff. And and you know just so your people are not just uh, not just winging it. You know you have to actually put some structure into it sure. and some a lot of thought into how these exercises are set up. It's not something you can just uh, ad lib. Right. Um, so. Getting that kind of stuff done is is something new for me, but uh, I'm finding it's you know it's in my wheelhouse already. It's it's the kind of stuff I do in class. Uh, now I just do it in a virtual environment. So, so uh, let me ask it's gonna you: going to be fun. You it's mentioned just the be new. you mentioned the learning styles, and that was really going to mm-hmm. kind of go to my next question. So, how do you ensure the different learning styles are getting their needs met when it comes to this type of learning mode? constant and regular interaction and evaluation you have to you have to test frequently not so much you know as an exam to to uh 
to see how well they're gathering, uh, you know, not just so much to, to see how well they're retaining the material and understanding it, but to see how effective your methods are. Um, so you, your, your testing is multidisciplinary as well. You don't just do a standard uh, multiple choice exam on paper and that sort of thing. You, you kind of test them in, in non-traditional ways. Uh, you may do question and answer. You may grade them on participation. You may do uh, um, active learning exercises where there's a specific goal and outcome. Do they reach that goal and outcome? Um, and you have to – you, you kind of have to, to – um, get outside the box where it comes to evaluating students uh, and and keep in mind that you're evaluating your methods just as much as you're evaluating the students. And if the students aren't getting it, there's something wrong with your methods. So that's, you know, something I mean, we, but we you managed to kind of play with in, in our refreshers, but... Are you automatically going to go there? Are you automatically going to go there and say if they're not getting it, it's the methods and not the challenges with the student itself? If the majority of students are not getting it, yeah, yeah, okay, it's the methods. Okay. You know, I mean, if it's one or two students, you know, okay, well, maybe maybe they're just not cut out to be an EMT, or maybe they're just not capable of absorbing the level of material you're teaching. On the other hand, if you're doing, you know, if you're honest about your methods, and most of your people are not getting it. Uh, then there's something wrong with the teacher, not something wrong with the students. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge failing uh, in a lot of EMS education. Uh, is a lot of lot of uh, people who are authoritarian type A people are are attracted to EMS in the first place, and that's the talent pool we sub- select instructors from. Mm-hmm. And then they they do that same approach to education. And if, if you ain't getting it, you're just dumb. You know, it can't be that I'm presenting it poorly. Right. Uh, it, it, the problem has to be with you, and and that's a problem in a lot of EMT classes. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, you, you know, know it'd be interesting. Got to look inward now and then. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be interesting if we can, uh, as you go on, maybe we get one of your students on to kind of talk about this process. And, uh, you know, because you and I have gotten letters from folks about, you know, what are good online programs and so on and so forth. So if this is going to be the mm-hmm. future, I think it is now comes or I don't want to say it's the future because it's here today. But, um, you know, if we can talk to somebody who's going through it, maybe it opens up a lot of doors for the people who are out there to say, I don't know if I want to go to a traditional uh, brick-and-mortar course or however that works, but uh, it'd be good to kind of hear from a student. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. We'll have to uh, we'll have to get someone, one of the students online. I'll I'll keep keep an eye out for talent. Awesome. Uh, but Inside EMS is already one of the podcasts uh, posted on their learning management system, along with Confessions of an EMS Newbie and MCRIT oh, and several nice. of the others out there. So Yeah, it's funny you say yeah. that because one of the things that I used to do all the time is, you know, Greg Freeze, editor-in-chief of EMS One, Bill mm-hmm. Toon, Rob Terrio, they did a great job of, of doing the EMS Educast for a lot of years. And one of the things that I used to do yeah. is I used to make my instructor methodology students listen to the educast i used to actually mm-hmm. give them the podcasts to listen to and then they had to come in and do a presentation about what they learned during that podcast so you know th- yeah. there are a lot of great opportunities i think with these podcasts and and with the information that's out there that people can really get uh, you know kind of a, a a smattering of experience if you will over vast mm-hmm. modes of uh, of education so yeah really cool man i mean i, I bet i'd be interested in following yeah. this and seeing how it goes 